welcome to the show, man. Thank you for coming out here. I, lo- I love you. I love it. Um, for those of you watching or listening, uh, we're here with Morgan Littlechild. We're probably going to talk about some current events. We're probably going to talk about uh, jiu-jitsu. We'll probably talk about martial arts. We'll probably talk about mental health, uh, how they all kind of intertwine. But uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and like kind of... Uh, yeah, give them a little introduction into yourself. It's your first podcast. This is my first podcast, man. Yeah, so you'll have to uh, excuse me if I get a little weird with it. But nonetheless, yeah. So as you said, my name's Morgan. I've had 19 MMA fights. I've had one boxing fight. So lifelong martial artist. I'm a martial arts coach. I'm a personal trainer. Um, starting uh, <clears throat> starting to just kind of grasp myself as a businessman and, and grow from that point. So uh, yeah, man. I'm very, very straightforward. That's wicked. What was your first martial art that you got into? Was it Kick- jiu-jitsu? Or? It was kickboxing, actually. Yeah? Yeah. It was. I wanted to jump into mixed martial arts because I'd seen like a, uh, I'd seen a UFC at, uh, like way back in high school. Uh, I think it was in 2008. So, yeah, I was dating this girl, and then we went over to her dad's place, and then uh, I seen it was a Chuck Vidal fight. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember watching that, and I was like, that's fucking sick. And I'd been a, a fan of like pro wrestling and I'd done a lot of, uh, had interest in pro wrestling, but then I, I grasped that it was kind of scripted and acted and it wasn't like super primal and real. Once I had that exposure to mixed martial arts, I was like, that's what I want because it's actual competition. And then, but the selling point to my mom, my mom was like, no, that's not good. That looks violent. Looks like you're going to get fucked up. And then uh, I had a selling point of uh, there was a kickboxing gym not far in the basement of Future Shop. You remember Future Shop? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. dude. It was in the basement of Future Shop. And then uh, a couple of the kids I went to school with at the time already went. So I got to like, I was like, oh, mom, like the boys are already there. Like it's safe. They're not getting hurt. Like, let me jump into that. And she was like, okay, go on. Go ahead. So, yeah, kickboxing was my first one. That's wicked, man. And then when, and then you said you started jujitsu like a year later because we were talking before this. You said like oh nine. Yeah, was it, it? it was about a year later. Yeah, in two thousand nine, I started jujitsu. So I'd been training kickboxing for a little while. I was also on my high school wrestling team. Um, so I went to my local MMA club, and then uh, I had my first day of jujitsu. And then they could already see like my striking was a little more progressed than the other first timers so they kind of just got me in training with the pros right away and then i found out there was a a local fight card and i think it was xfc8 put on by bill mahood and they they needed a last minute replacement for a fight and i was like 15 years old and i just told him i was like yeah throw me in wow holy shit yeah i think back to it now i'm like yeah probably wasn't the smartest decision at all but it's it's fucking cool yeah so that was my first day of jiu-jitsu was also my first day of mixed martial arts, and it was my first agreement to a uh, to a fight. That's wild, man. Were you? Did you play any other sports growing up? Like, were you playing any like team sports, or was it always like kind of martial arts or kind of like solo stuff like that? Yeah, I tried my hands at uh at everything. Like, I tried baseball, I tried football. I was a really good swimmer actually, um, but uh, my mom and I grew up like super poor, so we couldn't afford like the equipment or the club fees or anything like that. Um, thankfully the martial arts community, and this is like, uh, uh, this is a good culture that's continued on since, but I was able to like talk to my coach. I was like, Hey man, like we don't have a lot of money. Um, this is what I can pay. And then that's how they were able from the business side, they were able to bring me in. They're like, Hey, I'm a kid. No problem. Come in. Let's, let's work. And I was like, all right, sick. And when, and, um, when did you move into Vancouver? Cause you were saying you grew up in Prince George. I did grow up in Prince George. Yeah. So I 
was actually born in McBride. You ever heard of McBride? Never heard of it. Yo, McBride McBride has like 800 people to it. It's like two and a half hours east of Prince George, just a small little humble town. Um, So I was born there. My parents separated. We spent a bunch of time in Prince George, basically my entire uh, adolescent life. We moved back to McBride once, but then ended up moving back to Prince George, and that's when I went like grade seven in a high school through there i graduated high school 2012 i moved to kamloops i spent some years living in kamloops um that's where i did the bulk of actually like uh my professional mma career ended up moving back to prince george um spent some more years in prince george and then in 2018 i made the uh, move to vancouver and i've been here since nice man What's like the culture like there? Like, cause I feel like uh, every time I've ever been to Kamloops, like everyone's just sitting in local bars. Like, I'm always like, what do people do around here? I think that's just kind of like a small town thing, man. I find like uh, a small town, small city, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people just get like comfortable with what they have. Like, they get settled in their nine to five. They kind of give up their big dreams and big aspirations, and they just get settled into this below middle class i guess if you, if you want to call it middle class the middle class is like a dying concept but um they get settled into this like middle class routine and then and they just that's it man that's what it is yeah so I, yeah yeah you ever meet a guy named bobby bazran by the way no i don't think i have shout out bobby bazran from Kamloops. okay he's okay. a guy that i've had on the podcast he's an author of a book actually he's like super hustling and he's uh he's growing up He's like a year younger than I don't know how how old are you? I'm 28. Okay, so you're a year older than me. He's a year younger than me. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, him and his brothers are just literally killing it. Like one of them runs a clothing line, and then Bobby, the guy that I've had on, he's an author. But I feel like yeah, that's like everyone that comes out of a small town like that is either like exactly like you're saying, either gives up completely on their dreams or just absolutely crushes. Ambitious, it. yeah. It's crazy, yeah. man. And so when you came to Vancouver, were you kind of like? This is it. Like, w- w- like, what was your kind of mentality at the time? Like, were you? Well, I'd always like, especially growing up in Prince George, like Vancouver was like the big city. Whenever there'd be like wrestling trips, everyone gets on the bus. They're like, yeah, we're going to Vancouver. We're hype. Like the big malls, all the people, all the traffic. So it always had like this like magical aurora around it. Like, and now that I I grasp the concept better, is a is a place of opportunity. Vancouver's full of opportunity. Any major city with all the people, all the money, all the connections, that's a place of opportunity. So all again, all the opportunities that the city presented itself to me was like, yeah, I need to get there, start, continue working on myself and my goals from that point on, and then it'll just it'll just that it'll escalate up to whatever ceiling is next. That's crazy you say that because a lot of people that I've grown up with, like around this area. They're, like, looking for opportunity in other places. They're, like, because I know so many people that are, like, moving either to the States or they're moving to, like, Calgary or they're moving to, like, other provinces because they're, like, oh, the economy's different there. There's different opportunities. It's cool that you came here and you're, like, this is the place for opportunity. I think it is, man. I think it is. I'm big. Uh, I'm a big coastal guy, too. Like, I, I love being close to the oceans. I love the Pacific Northwest. I, like, love the trees, the lakes, the waters, the mountains. So I think this is the spot, man. There's There's no coincidence that... Like, the housing market out here is fucking insane. Absolutely. It's because the demand out here is the money is out here. The people want to be out here. The businesses are out here. I think this is the spot. Either this or Toronto, obviously. And when we're talking, like, the the economic giants of, of Canada, it'd be here or Toronto. Yeah, man. And so... Um 
through martial arts now, like, cause you've been talking, you were like, uh, I'm growing as a businessman in your own words. Like, is that kind of where your, your heart is set at? You're like, my businesses will always be around martial arts or do you have any other ventures that you're working towards or? So I w ultimately I want to get into real estate because real estate is king. Like people always need a place to live. When you buy land, land is eternal. Whether it depreciates or appreciates, you'll always have that literally piece of land. Can't get taken away from you. Um, but I, I believe, yes, apart from that, martial arts or like mental health, kind of just like making people better will always be what my universe gravitates around. How, how, like, how do you see the two intertwined? Because like between, I mean, like mental health and martial arts, because you're saying like through uh, personal training and coaching, like you're helping people become better and uh, probably improving their mental health as well. But like, how do you see those two intertwined? Well, yeah, I mean, just going off of the fact like, yeah, mental health, martial arts. When you're exercising, you're always improving your mental health because you get a stress release, the hormones get going. Um, I think it's serotonin gets released. Anyways, your serotonin levels are going up. You're improving yourself. You see physical changes. And martial arts is a, another aspect of that. You're getting your workout in. You're learning a new, cool, a new skill. Like having the, the confidence, like, when I step into a room, I know 99% of the people I ever come across would potentially give me an issue I'm gonna have no issue with. I'm able to diffuse any negative social interaction I'm in because I have the confidence in myself as a martial artist. I'm like, yeah, I mean, if this goes south, I'm gonna be able to take care of that, no problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely given me a bit more like over the last year. Like I grew up kind of playing like hockey and rugby and, and like I played like a season of football, season of lacrosse. So like I'm definitely I was used to kind of uh, getting roughed up for sure. But then once I started and it's funny because when I was growing up playing hockey, I was always like I wanted to get in fights. I was always like, right. I want to fucking get in fights. Yeah. That's how I thought. And now, like since I've been in jujitsu for the last year, I'm like. And I kind of want to avoid fighting people, like right? especially yeah. now that I know, like, the same way that there's, like, especially in Vancouver, there's, like, those cars that are sleepers, you know? They look like your average car, yeah. but then they can just fly. Take off, Like, yeah. dude, that's how I see other people now. I'm like, I don't know if that guy could literally end my life in seconds. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a, I want to avoid fighting at all costs now. Well, there's the, I think when you train martial arts, too, you learn the risk of, like, variables while you're like in a physical situation so think about it, you're rolling and some dude just kicks you in the head you're mm -hmm. like oh fuck you kind of get your bell wrong it's super annoying to deal with right now you take that into like a real a practical real world scenario so you're in a fight with somebody you fucking step weird or you slip and fall bonk your knee on the concrete and you fucking blow your acl mm -hmm. or this is a, another good story so i knew this guy we'll save the details on this a little bit but i knew this guy <laughs> big dude he was a fucking really big dude nice guy nice guy in the world he had a kid he had a wife um he got in a physical altercation with this other guy at a house party and uh this other guy was just like chipping at him chirping at him it was just like drunk severely undersized opponent for the uh, altercation i will say so right off the get-go this was not looking good but the guy that i knew was like a really big man no martial arts training but he just took a swing of the guy hit him the guy fell back hit his head died because he hit his head on concrete fuck. died the guy got five years for it jesus christ man. yeah especially with like a kid and wife you're like see you in five it's years fucking crazy yeah i mean you get out like with the 
think you get out is like two thirds. You serve two thirds of your sentence, I think it is, or you can get it even out earlier on parole with good behavior, which I, I imagine this guy probably behaved himself while he was in. He wasn't like a hooligan really at all. Um, but nonetheless, now you have a record. You killed somebody, mm. which is, I'm sure, not easy to deal with any which way you cut it. Yeah, talk um, about mental health struggles after that, man. Dude, fuck. That's nuts. That's fucking yeah, insane. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I know. Never Even when that. I tell the story, I, I sit and think about it for a second. I'm like, dude, that's nuts. One punch. Hit the guy one time. Guy fell back, hit his head, died. Yeah, that's fucking insane, dude. So. I think... Um, the other side of it that I've been really appreciating recently is like, especially, um, and this is something I'm, I'm probably talking about too, too much, but I feel like it's not something you can talk about too much. It's like, uh, since I've like kind of quit smoking weed and kind of like been trying to strip myself of vices, like I'm like, no more nicotine, no more fucking weed, no more booze. Like I just need to fucking clean my head. Up. I'm not saying like indefinitely, I'm just saying like, uh, for the next, like at least till the end of the year, like I need to hit refresh on my brain. Right. I'm seeing, like, my mental health in certain ways, like, different things trigger me. Like, last week, I had a fucking tough week mm-hmm. where it's, like, you know, uh, getting an argument with my girlfriend. We kind of have, like, a little bit of, like, struggle there and then, like, argument with, like, one of my parents and then I fuck up at work and all these things start compounding and I get to, like, this dark place where I'm, like, fuck all this, man. Like, there's even a point where, like, I call my girl. I'm, like, I'm done with the podcast. I'm done with social media. I'm fucking done with everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm quitting my fucking job. Like, I'm moving to fuck nowhere. Like, yeah. I'm fucking done. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. like yeah. best case scenario, if I even stay alive. Like, yeah. I'm getting into dark places. Right. And she's, like, go hit a workout and fucking call me after that. Like, she's, like, pretty sympathetic for the first, like, couple hours. And then she's, like, all right, get your head out of your ass. Go for a fucking workout and call me after. I'm like, I don't even think I can work out tonight. Like, fuck right. this. She's like, shut up. Go for a workout. Call me after. And like, just having an opportunity for like an hour and a half to like literally be forced to forget about everything. And like, li- like, because you know better than I do when you're in any situation, whether it's kickboxing, jujitsu, any sport where it's like, if I stop focusing, I stop breathing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's yeah. so it's like just being in and uh, having the opportunity to be like, all right, here's an hour where you forget about your life and your problems. Afterwards, I'm like, all right, fuck. Okay, maybe we can start to deal with this. Like, right. you know, like that was kind of the biggest appreciation point where I have recently where it's like, you know, when you start to get rid of these opportunities of like, here's my pleasure button. It's like, uh, you start to think like, fuck, how can I start to develop this this uh, pleasure without having to just, like, hit a button or smoke a joint or fucking have a drink or whatever it is? Like, how can I start to do a little bit more that's actually fulfilling for me? And, like, even to get into that mindset, it's like, how can I forget about all this fucking doom and gloom for an hour? Right. Right. Yeah, well, you touched based on a lot of things there, and one that I want to continue on is what you're doing when you're working out is you're producing. And humans were meant to produce, especially men. We're meant to produce. We're meant to like. We wa- everybody is born with the the natural want to chase their goals and to be ambitious and to and to build something fucking awesome, whether it's like a house or whatever it is. We're, we're building up. We're progressing. So, when you're taking that time to to work towards your goals and do that thing when what I call it like white space on a calendar. If there's no white space on your calendar, you don't have time to sit around and think about that like that doom and gloom because you're like, oh, I got 
I got to go, like, for example, for my schedule today, I was like, okay, I got to wake up, I got to make breakfast, I got to eat, I got to check my emails, okay, fuck, now I need to dart to the gym, I need to train my clients, okay, now I need to beat traffic to Richmond, I need to go here, Mm -hmm. do the podcast, I need to finish the podcast, I need to go to Vancouver, train another couple clients, then I need to go have a meeting uh, with this, I don't even know what exactly the meeting is. I don't know. They need an athlete to represent their brand or something. I don't actually know. I just, I just agreed. I just agreed because I was oh, like, yeah. okay, it sounds sick. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna drive me towards my goals. I'm gonna meet new people. I'm gonna make business connections. And then I need to go home, have dinner, spend time with my lady, and then I need to have a workout. I need to play some games, connect with the boys. Uh, and I need to go to sleep and do the same thing over again. So my entire calendar is filled with something, even those like small little medial tasks like oh obviously you need to make breakfast or obviously you need to cook lunch whatever it is put it in your calendar oh, set yeah. the time aside when people do that like i don't have time to sit and and I'm, I, I catch up on all the news because it's important to be related to world topics but like i was literally two days behind the war in ukraine when it kicked off i was two days behind and then it kind of like got brought up and i was like oh fuck Oh fuck! That happened. I was like, all right. I was. I was. We were all anticipating the buildup, but then it actually kicked off. Just as an example. So when you're working hard and you're producing and you're chasing your goals and your calendar is filled with important activities, you don't have time to sit and, and sulk and or saturate in the doom and gloom of the world because you're working towards your goals, man. Yeah, yeah, or sit there and scroll through fucking Instagram, just seeing yeah, just all that the shit. zombie fucking, and then you catch it, and you're like, oh, that makes me sad. That's a generational thing that's going on right now. Like, I have some, uh, I have some students. The younger, they're good kids. They all have really good hearts. But what I see them sharing the most on their stories, particularly at Instagram, is like they'll share like news of another school shooting, or they'll share the news of like their favorite rapper overdosed and died versus sharing good news, mm-hmm. sharing something fucking awesome that happened. Like, just an example. Yeah, so it's easier to go on, on a social media, find these these negative outflows. And that's really what the, the news was designed to do. That's what sells. Bad news sells. Yeah, 100%. So constructively or deconstructively, I guess, that's where social media can be like a bit of a hindrance to to your progress yeah it's it's nuts man i um i find myself getting more like you said like i find myself getting more and more pissed off about what people share i'm like why the fuck are you talking about this like, yeah. what the fuck man yeah. and there's so many times like uh yeah dude 100 percent. i just see that so many times where and then it's but then from that point on it's super easy just hit the unfollow button or stop following them or mute their stories or whatever it is i know there's a weird cultural thing like I had I unfollowed somebody and I don't even remember because I didn't like something like it seemed like the doom and gloom. I just didn't feel like whatever they were posting aligned with my goals. So I just unfollowed them or we didn't have a real day to day relationship. So I didn't really feel like it mattered. They felt like it mattered. Mm-hmm. And they, were, they reached out to me and they're like, hey, I saw you unfollowed me on Instagram. And I was like, yeah, so. So what? Yeah. It's like, is that, do, do does we that, talk? Is that, is, yeah, is that a hindrance to you, to you, to your, to your life? You know what I mean? There's a weird, like, they actually reached out to you. They That's reached so- out to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then I you think about it, like, it is a, like, a cultural thing. Like, I remember even when I was younger, and I could give a fuck less who follows me or who unfollows me. Um, but uh, I think back to being like, oh, when I was like a teenager, like, this person deleted me on Facebook. 
and I'd get like so butthurt about it. I have no idea why. I can't understand the mindset behind it. It's fucking stupid, man. But what a like a, a cultural thing with the with the technology age. It's fucking hilarious, dude. You know what I realized this week? I went through like a purge of uh, Instagram followers, mm-hmm. and uh, I realized that you can only unfollow three hundred people a day. I literally went. What? That's a thing. Yeah. Dude, oh, that's I, so weird. What dude, the fuck? I went through. Literally, I sat there. I was at my parents' place, and I was like. I got a fucking, I hate half the shit that I see. Dude, like a lot of it for me as well is like, I open up and uh, it's like, dude, I open up my phone and all I see is like tits and asses and stuff. And it's like, man, this is kind of my doing. So I was like, I'm fucking, (laughs) yeah, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I'm done with this. Like, it's like, obviously my girls doesn't like that shit. I, and it's like, for me as well, it's like, do I want to be like sitting here working on my podcast, working on different like kind of side hustles that I've got going on? Or do I want to be scrolling through my phone looking at tits? Like it's like, dude, fuck this. So I went through a purge, man. I'm like, I'm done. Like there's anybody that isn't like in my life or contributing to my betterment or like I see on a regular basis or like literally like family, mm-hmm. I'm done. Like and so I started purging my follow, like who I follow. Yeah. And at one point it's like, you can't unfollow this many people That's in so one weird, day. Man. And I couldn't like like things anymore. Like it literally for like 24 hours was like, you got to take a break. What the fuck? That's so weird. I don't get it. I'm like, man, what the fuck? And it's like, uh, I guess it's like kind of to, uh, the only thing I could think of was like, maybe this is like to stop bots, like from like following like a thousand people and then like unfollowing them, I guess. Or I, w- like I would assume that's what it is. That's what the algorithms in place are for, I imagine. I mean... I'll use this for an example. It's a little different than Instagram. But say Instagram, okay, no, we'll just fuck it. We'll go with Instagram. So say your Instagram was your chief primary source of, of business, which for, for me it partially is. So say you have all these business connections, like all these people who follow that you met through like doing podcasts, tournaments, business meetings, whatever it is. And then say you had a fucking psycho ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend go into your social media and then just start unfollowing like all, all your business connections mm. it would be fucking detrimental to your business right so i could see i mean that's a very rare one-off occurrence mm-hmm. obviously but i could see how that could be of constructive use i guess mm-hmm. yeah it was it was weird though man that one experience where i was like what i can't unfollow people anymore like what the fuck there was too many people i unfollowed but yeah man i had to go through that purge because like i was like going through my Instagram and I'm like, I don't want to look at this stuff. And I was like, wait, this is kind of my fault. Yeah. You know, like it's like, fuck. You you surrounded yourself with those, with those ideas, with those influences, whatever you want to call it at one point. Mm -hmm. But it's good. It's good to see like you, like you said, you're a year younger than me. So you at 27 years old, you're continuing to evolve as a man. You're continuing to evolve as a person. So you completely took everything around you and then you changed it to match your goals, match your ambition. So that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. It's very cool. A lot of people, excuse me, sorry. A lot of people wouldn't do that. They don't have the mind for it. Yeah. It's weird, man. I'm definitely seeing like, uh, you know, as we kind of go through our late twenties now, I'm seeing like the divergence of people, like the, the people that are still out there looking for parties and, uh, just literally like, yeah, kind of uh, even the way they speak about like their partners or the way they speak about their parents or their friends or anything like that. I'm like, man, what's that? It's crazy, man. Like, yeah. F- 
especially speaking about your partners, like your partner, like they call it a partnership because it's 50-50. Like how are you going to be out there and about like speaking bad about your partner? That's fucked. That's weird, man. Obviously you're not in the right relationship. Mm -hmm. Or do you know what I mean? Like I would never... And for me, it's different because like I've I've met the perfect partner. Like my lady is exact reflection of who I am ethically. I love everything about her. She's literally one of my best friends. We were hanging out at the fair yesterday, and we were like people watching and just like shooting the shit, talking shit. And I realized I was like, Yo, man, I love you so much. You're like one of my best friends, and you're my girlfriend too. It's so fucking cool. Uh, but I admire her so much. I would never, even if there is like, which she doesn't have. I'll allow that in. Uh, there's a little, if there was little tidbits about her that like frustrated me or like, Oh, I wish she didn't do that. Or you know, I would never disrespect her by bringing that up in front of people. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. That's crazy, man. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Oh the, yeah. The level of disrespect is insane, man. Uh, like, like, uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. I can't even wrap my head around it. Oh yeah, dude, trust me. And I like it, working in the construction industry. Like that's what you get all the time. Is like guys sitting there, they're talking about their partners. Like, oh, the old ball and chain. Like the like my bitch. Like da 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 da. And you're like, Insane, dude, man. your life must be miserable if that's what you go home to yeah, every what day, the fuck? man. That's cr yeah, that's insane. Oh, that, then like, where was I going with this? I had an idea. Oh, fuck, I lost it for a second. Damn. Give you a second. Yeah, see if I can pull it back. Pull it back. Yeah, okay, here we go. So social media made it about where, like, with, like, no consequences or no ideas of, like, the reflection. Like, people made it. it social media is made to people comfortable, like, airing your dirty laundry. Mm. And then, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, absolutely. There's, like, some – I mean, everybody has stuff that happens in their family or with their partners. Like, everyone has, like, a bit of an ugly background or stuff. But with family, you can talk about your own. But – some shit that say, I don't know, I'm just going to make up some fucking stuff. Say my Uncle Ernest robbed a fucking bank. Mm -hmm. I would never go tell everybody about my Uncle Ernest that robbed a bank. You know what I mean? That's 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 just who what I am. But social media has made everyone comfortable. You can just air your problems out, and then they go into your workplace and doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then they're, like, going for coffee, and then they're just gossiping about other people, especially people that are close to them, man. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yo, man, if you're not happy with your partner, leave. Yeah, yeah. I think part of it is, like, because before social media, you could go to work and, like, talk to, like, the same, like, group of people, like, five, maybe six, depending on how big your workplace is, mm -hmm. and you, like, say whatever you need to say, and then people, like, some people would be like, oh, that's kind of fucked up, but they don't say anything, yeah. or someone, someone might call you out, and, like, it's just, like, kind of, like, a temporary feeling, like, you're, like, pissed off at your girl, whatever, and, like, mm -hmm. you come and vent or whatever it is. And it's like a temporary thing because you just say right. it then and there and then either people hear it or they don't, mm -hmm. you know, and now it's like with social media, it's like, no, that's all archived, man. Like, yeah. People got records, out there and like thousands of people can see it. Not just like the five people you work with anymore. Like, no, man, it's Crazy. nuts. I, um, I, I remember like when I first started this podcast, I was like, I don't want to be like one of those people that just comes on and like bitches about my problems. And I remember saying like, I don't ever want to air my dirty laundry out, but I want to be able to explain how I cleaned it. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, cause I think it is valuable to be able to say like, Hey, this is where I fucked up. Or like, yeah, I can admit. Yeah. Like my, my, in my relationship, we do have arguments. Sometimes we do have like disagreements. Of course. But yeah, like, absolutely. I'm not going to talk about the disagreement while we're having it. We're going to discuss it. We're going to figure it out. And then I can present it and be like, yeah, I fucked up in this way. And there was this misunderstanding or whatever it could be. And, like, that's how we overcame it. Yeah. We're good. Which is a beautiful way to go about it. 
you think about it uh to the to the contrast of that like uh you see you'll see somebody always and there's like memes about it and everything you'll see somebody like airing their dirty laundry about their stuff with their partner actively over social media and then like the next day or a week later whatever it is they like post a pic and they're like i love you so much you know what i mean and you always look at it and you're always like you give it the face you know what face i'm talking about you know what i mean so that's why it's important to privacy privacy i guess would be the thing that people need to be a little more private about their matters yeah 100 percent, man so um dang dude like moving forward um have you, have you already like gotten your real estate license you're getting into so the game or? no i haven't got my real estate license uh, i'm not getting the game right now i'm just trying to like uh understand the markets a little better i mean right now the market's crazy i mean the market's always crazy the economy is a crazy thing money uh, so I'll try and stay on a uh, on topic for a second, but no. So right now I'm just trying to understand it better, and I'm just saving up money. My idea is I want to buy a building. That's the first one I want to do. A lot of people like are just happy with like buying a home, which being a homeowner is fantastic. I'm not knocking it all, but they want to buy a home, and that's their investment property. So they say they buy a home. You buy a home in Vancouver. You're in debt like a million or two million dollars, whatever it is, because the market's wild. Mm-hmm. So you're paying your mortgage. You get some tenants, they come in, it's all working good. Say you're making like maybe 300 bucks profit at the end of it all a month. Then say something happens with the roof and you got to replace the whole damn roof. Mm-hmm. That costs you $20,000. Oh, yeah. So depending how long you were the homeowner, say you've only been a homeowner for three years, you got to replace the roof. So you're $200 a month. You times that by 12 months, that's uh, $2,400. Mm-hmm. So 2448, 72, 70. So you made $7,200 in three years. Now you got to replace the roof. You're out like $13,000. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So my idea is save, save up a good chunk of change. Um, put your letter of intent, buy a building that has like multiple units into it. So ideally like, like a, maybe like a small condominium, um, that has like 30 or 40 units into it Buy that your profits are increased. You get some partnerships, uh, business partners to come in, whatever, do the deal. And then you have like that steady cash flow coming in and then you own 40 units. You don't just own one. Mm-hmm. That's gangster, dude. What's the, what's the timeline on that? You think? By the time I'm 35, I want to have multiple buildings. So my first building will be within three years. Yeah, my first building will be within three years. Dude, that's so gangster. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I it, I appreciate 100% what you're saying about, like, you got to replace the roof. That's 20 grand because that's literally my line of work. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, I'm yeah. the guy you call when you need to <laughs> You got to fix, fix your fucking roof. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's like, man, I know how much that shit goes up and... Like, as much as real estate's booming, as much as all that's booming, like, it's not like uh, materials are going down either. Like, no, man. lumber prices are going through the roof. Yeah. Like, gla- there's certain materials that we, like, we have to tell customers, like, yeah, this is outside of my control. You're going to have to wait, like, six months for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, what, we won't have a shower door for months? You're yeah, like, yeah, dude. Glass fuck. is hard to get. Sorry, bro. It, it is what it is. Yeah. And all markets face those that supply and demand. There's a lot of supply and demand issues right now. Yeah, yeah. We can get into that. We can totally get into that if you want, yo. I will tell everybody I am a conspiracy theorist. I like to call it a conspiracy realist because too many things have been proven real lately. But mm-hmm. yeah, totally. So we can we can get into Dude, that. Dude, I a got bit. I got yelled at at a family barbecue the other day for for uh, spouting conspiracy theories, man. So I love that, dude. Let's get into it. Alrighty. Well, 
You go ahead. You lead me into I, it. Let's go off. Of that. I, yeah, I don't know. I um, I don't know where we can touch on first, man, because I I've kind of thought about recently, like I've been thinking about. Because I've been trying to tune out of, like I said, I've been on, I'm been on following everybody as much as I have 300 people a day. You yeah. know, like that's yeah, pretty yeah. much where I'm at. So like I, I've been trying to get out of it, but I know for for me, what I've been focusing on recently is just kind of the principles that are being removed from our society, and I believe it's on purpose. Like I, th- that's the way I look at it. Like uh, uh, somebody posted this thing the other day where they were talking about like who won World War Two. And they were like, well, obviously the Allies. Like, we're all here still. No, the banks won World War II, bro. Yeah. Well, what they were saying was, like, it was was the communists. And the way that they're explaining it is, like, it's it's subversion, like, uh, incognito subversion. Like, getting rid of, you know, um, kind of the protector in society. Getting rid of, like, the alpha male. And then starting to implement things within, like, the educational systems and... It's like there's, I mean, I, I'm sure you listen to Joe Rogan the same way I do. With it. They talk about like the the Chinese version of TikTok where they're like Dude, promoting it's insane. like businesses, B- promoting business, like mathematics and shit. Yeah. And on this side, everyone's shaking their ass. Yeah. Like I said, it's man, fucking like, mental. I'm looking at like tits and asses on Instagram <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I need to get rid of this. And like, it doesn't even matter. Like Instagram's a little more forgiving, but I don't even have TikTok. I ended up deleting it. I probably should reinstall it because the algorithms on TikTok know for the business. Enemy. Yeah. The the algorithms on TikTok are super favorable for business. But no matter what, no matter who I follow, and when I was following TikTok, I'm pretty sure I followed like four people. One was like a chef, one was a martial arts guy, one was my cousin. And then uh I think the other one was Jason Derillo. Cause he danced. I like the way he dances. He's fucking <laughs> sick. I was a big fan, big fan. Uh, but beside that point, no matter what the algorithms just bring up like recommended for you. It's just like some super thoughty video and i'm just like i don't understand how the algorithms are like bringing that to my attention because i'm even following it. yeah it's, it's 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 a weird concept man but then yeah and then over in china they're getting mathematics and business and scientific art, literature yeah music yeah all the shit that i actually want to see i want to see that shit yeah i'm like dude i wish i was pumped with that information all the time it's ideal mostly ideal yeah man yeah western society is, is plagued with uh you fuck, it's fucking the over-sexualization of everything, man. It's ridiculous. It's not good. It's very bad. That's just like one aspect of it too, though. Like it's like kind of like everything's being labeled. Like it's so crazy because you look at the news and everything that they like condemn is like everything that we should be going towards. I feel like everything that they like saying, like, oh, you shouldn't speak up. You shouldn't say this. Like you should tote the tote the line, like kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like. Well, how are we supposed to filter out bad ideas if we don't get to say them? Of course, yeah. The yeah, PC culture, man. This PC culture is what it is. <sighs> Try to wrap my head around the whole thing. It's 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 too much. It's degenerative. Yeah. Like you said, how are we supposed to? If we can't speak out about it, how are we supposed to direct where where we want to go as a society? And really, it's like a. I think a lot of people would agree that it's not going the way it should be going, but it's a really small, small group of people that are directing it the negative way that it is going. And they've created this system that's like, you're, you're scared to speak out against. Like, uh, we'll use masks. Mm-hmm. We'll use fucking masks mm-hmm. as an example Let's to talk on, about yeah. this one. Let's go into it. So a lot of people believe masks work. There's science out there that say it does work. There's science that says it doesn't work. I personally think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. This little cloth thing 
If we're going to stop tiny virus particles, that's absolutely ridiculous. And if I'm not sick, why does it matter? So everyone's walking around rock, rocking them anyways. But a small group of people created this idea that if you don't think everybody should be wearing a mask or an anti-maxer. This small group of people took this anti-masker concept and somehow made it as it has as much as a uh, an impact on what society thinks of you as if you're an anti-vaxxer, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that a, a small group of people through this PC culture created all these ideals around that, around this anti-masker concept, and created this generic idea in society that people are afraid to touch on it. Mm-hmm. Like some people just like wear it because they don't want like, they don't want the the headaches or the issues. I don't want people yelling at me when I go into a superstore or whatever. So they just go along with it. And there's other people that are literally scared of the concept of being labeled as an anti-masker, which is insane, man. It's so stupid, dude. It's nuts. It's like. Uh I mean, I personally, like, I went to school for construction, and they yeah. teach you about different types of masks and, like, when to use different, like, applications of masks. And, like, there's a reason you couldn't use, like, one of those cloth masks or even, like, one of those, like, blue fucking fabric. I don't even know what that fabric is. <laughs> Apparently, it's, like, some sort of, like, static electricity that, like, gathers fucking... I don't know what the science behind it is. Yeah. But there's a reason we don't use it for, like, drywall removal. Right. And, like... It doesn't even stop visible dust particles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, and I'm, I'm supposed to be convinced that it's stopping microscopic things, but the, the funny thing is, is you're 100% right, man, because a lot of my friends, like, they're, they're like, uh, oh, I don't agree with the mask mandates. I don't agree with, and we don't even have mask mandates right now yeah. anymore, yeah. but they're probably going to come back. And it's like, man, I, um, they, you know, they don't agree with it, but like you said, like, oh, I'll wear one so, like, my kids don't have to deal with, like, blah, 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 or I'll wear one so that this, that, like, I can just go and buy my groceries quickly, and it's yeah. like, dude, like, w- you could just say no, like, yeah. literally just say no. And it's, what else is interesting is, like, this small group of people, the powers that be, whatever you want to refer to them, have made such a serious issue over a tiny piece of cloth. Oh, dude, and you hear about, like, uh, the quote-unquote small fringe minority. Yeah. And uh, for people that are listening, I'm doing air quotes as I say that, but it's, like, for the most part, you talk to, like, 80% of people, and they're like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck. I've uh, I've really only met, like, probably in the last, like, three years of this whole madness, I've met, like, maybe six people that are, like, you you have to wear it or you're the devil or you don't care about old people kind of thing. Like you don't I'm, care about old people. Yeah, oh my god, dude. you're a grandma killer if yeah. you don't wear a mask. Yeah, dude. you killed ten thousand grandmas today because you didn't wear your mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. But but it's like, dude, that's the small fringe minority. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? But they're just so loud that yeah. it's like it seems kind of scarier, even though like the most like there's like people like you and I who like I feel like maybe our views may be uncommon. Like it's probably like. If I had to throw random numbers out, maybe 30%, 40% that have a strong disagreeance with it. Right. But I'd say the majority of people don't give a fuck. Right. They're like, I just want to live. I just want to not be yelled at. And I just want to be able to go to work, make my money, and not have people fucking scream at me. Like, right. that's it. Right. I feel like that's like the majority of people. And it's like, yo, we could all just live like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, none of us have to be fucked no. with if we just say no once. 100%. Um, and it's interesting, like if you like if we had the same conversation, if future us came back in like 2017, 2018, even like 2019, was like, yo, man, 
there's going to be a giant social dilemma around wearing a mask or not. We'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? That's so insignificant. That's stupid. No, there's way larger issues. There's way more important things to, you know what I mean? But yeah. here we are now, and we're literally talking about it in this podcast because it's become such a, a, a serious social issue. Yeah, Insane. Like, like Insanity. It's, it's funny because you're like, um, you know, like suicide overdose rates have gone through the roof in Vancouver here. Like if you want to just talk local news and then drastically like, insane 12 to one 12 to if I, I don't I remember what this number, but it's 12 to one of like COVID to like overdose. Yeah. And I all like the, the mental health effects that came from COVID restrictions. I know more people in the last like three years that have died from overdose or suicide than I have. I actually don't think I've met a single person that's died from COVID. Maybe with COVID, I know like a couple of old people that I've heard about. Yeah. But I mean, like legitimately from COVID. Actually, I did meet one, my, my first person actually this week. I can't say it completely unbiased. I did meet one person mm-hmm. this week who's like around our age who was hospitalized by COVID. Right. But like in three years. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I've, I've had... I could count on both hands. Like I've, I've, I've got like friends that have died from suicide, overdose, and uh, you know, even in the past ten years, like even family members, and it's like, you know, that's just local stuff. You yeah. know, you talk about like increased rates of homelessness. You talk about wars going on across, like you know, Ukraine and Russia. Definitely something that should be talked about. Definitely something you should keep our eye on. But like, what about what's happening in Venezuela? What about yeah. what's happening in other countries? Yeah. Like. All of this stuff is socialism going on. did a great job in Venezuela, ladies and gentlemen. Venezuela is a world leading example of why socialism is awesome, and we should 100% let it happen and in give countries, away guns in other countries. And give away guns, take away guns. It's so stupid. What a concept, man. They want to take away your guns, they want to take away your right to defend yourself. This is so dumb. Oh man, and there's people that are saying that that's a good idea, man. It's so stupid. Dude, it's, it's so dumb. There's a million and ten fucking examples about why you shouldn't take guns away or weapons away from the civilians. Holy fuck. But dude, have you heard about masks? Oh, my God. But, <laughs> dude, have you heard about masks? That's oh the my best God. part. That's where I'm going with it. It's like yeah. there's all of these things that like people are literally dying from. But it's crazy that the, the government would like pump so much money into their ever like, you, you know what I mean? They, they would pump so much money into mean? the propaganda, into the mask, into the labels, into into all that shit when there's so many larger issues that actually affect more than it was in 98, more more than 98% of the people that they come across, mm-hmm. but they don't. Yeah, yeah. Bro, there's um there's this beautiful documentary on Netflix. I watch it because I have, I have, when I'm not doing jujitsu, like say like on a day like today or like holidays with the gyms closed, I have like dumbbells here. I have like a pull-up bar. I've got bands. I do home workouts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watch Netflix while I do my home workouts, dude. There's this right. beautiful documentary. It's called Hitler's Inner Circle. And they literally explain the not just like how Hitler rose, but like... Uh, all the people around him and like the people that managed like the propaganda and how they managed the economy at the time and what they were manufacturing at the time and like literally everything to a T they break down like, you know, who was leading the military at the time and how was that being discussed in the public eye? And just in terms of the propaganda, 
it's literally identical to the stuff that you're hearing about today in terms of the division between races, the division between genders, the division between, you know, should these people be in the workforce? Should these people be kind of allowed to even be living in our society? Or should the, are these people a threat to the rest of society? Like, there's all these different fucking things that they talk about. And it's like, I'm watching this with my girl and I'm like, Yo, do you feel like there's any parallelism uh, between this, <laughs> yeah. like uh, what we're seeing right now? And then you have like, uh, and then you have a group of people, and th- they're ultimately they're the same. Like the 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 what do you want? I guess you want to call it the social implications of these systems are the same. Just the outcomes are a little different. Like obviously, we're not fucking stupid guys. We know that the fucking Holocaust is not happening right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're not exterminating people by the uh, by the the tens of millions. Yeah, we're not fucking dumb. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. So people want to discredit the the social implications of that system because it's different and then there's like 8 million people not dying, but it's the idea of what could happen when all these social implications are like in the place and it does. Well, not even just that, but they talk about like um the only reason why like these far right people like the Nazis were able to come into power was because right after the First World War there was so many far left people in power in certain places in Europe where people were like kind of fed up with the uh, like how it was impacting the economy, how it was impacting them socially, how it was impacting them in so many different ways. Like the only way, like I'm not, like I said, like I agree with you. I'm not saying that there's fucking gas chambers and Holocaust of happening not. right now. Yeah. What yeah. I'm saying is we're opening the door for later evil. Yeah. Like people only get to that when they get so pissed off with what there is. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, man, the more you kind of look at those things, like even when you watch shows, like everyone's watching Peaky Blinders right now. Yeah. Like, dude, they Great literally show, by the way. I know. I, I haven't seen it. it. I haven't seen it. My girls watched it twice. Dude, I, I told my girl, I'll rewatch it if you start watching it. Like, Sick. it's so fucking okay. good. But okay. they they literally display like how fascism was rising after the First World War, like, right. how all these different kind of parties even started to get traction how like workers unions started off and how all of these different things started popping off. And man, it's uh, the more you pay attention to these things. And then the, when you hear about them in real life, you're like, man, that's not really a great idea. Like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. They, the other day they were saying, um, fucking Jagmeet Singh, the NDP leader is like, fuck that guy, man. Dude, the, he what says, a sellout. he says to, to combat inflation, he wants to give everyone a thousand dollars. Bro, how do we get this inflation in the first place? We, ha- the- we we did this already. This was called Serb. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This was like, called Serb. That didn't work out too good, man. Oh, my God. Bro, it's oh, fucking man. insane. The level of sheer stupidity, man, it just fucking stresses me out. You guys can't see this or are just listening that aren't getting the visuals right now, but I just have my head in my hands. Just like, face palm. Oh, my God, dude. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. That's what it is. How did it, 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 it amazes me that as a species, we inherited the earth because some of the shit we do is so dumb. But the, the one thing that I've been trying to remind myself, so this is on, on like uh, to kind of because we do get kind of d- into doom and gloom. Like I get into yeah, that 100%. shit, dude. And yeah. I share the stuff I share on Instagram, even me, like I fall victim to it, like where I share like the kind of like anger clickbait, like kind of like yeah. the stuff that pisses me off and uh, the one thing I've been trying to remind myself with, there's this book called Ordinary Men. Have you heard of that book? I haven't, no. So uh, Ordinary Men, they talk about basically how 
someone goes from just being like a regular person because we look at you know people like these nazis or we look at like all these people and we're like we're not that yeah because like fuck that that's evil like that's the way i feel internally i'm like those people are fucking monsters yeah and then it's like you take a step back and you realize these are men yeah like they bleed red they're regular people, like they're the same people. Like they have lungs, they breathe through. They have a they beating were, heart. They were born. They were kids. They, they had were teenagers. Mothers. They yeah. had mothers. They 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 live. They laugh. They love. They hurt. They played sports. Yeah, dude. They so, scraped their knee when they were running around outside as a kid, and yeah. they drank water from the hose. They did all the same shit we did. Yeah, man, hundred percent. And and that's the one thing I've been trying to think of recently is like all these people that kind of piss me off in society. All these people, like I see, I'm trying my best to see myself in them like oh this is someone that's operating out of fear this is someone that's operating out of terror like the the and i'm not trying to justify any of their actions what i'm trying to do is understand and not like divide society even further right because that's where i found myself like i i got to the point where like and i'm sure you've had these exact same thoughts you're driving down the street and you're like maybe going to the gym or you're going to grab groceries or whatever and you get cut off by someone and you fucking come up, you pull up beside them and they're wearing a mask by themselves in their car. Yeah. And you're like, yo, fuck this idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and, you stupid and then, fuck every time. But you have yeah. to, like, I've been trying to, have to remind myself, like, it's like, bro, that's someone who's fucking terrified. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were fucking spoon fed the Kool-Aid and it's. Yeah, it sucks. It's hard to see because, especially in the information age, there's so much information out there. There's guys like us, or even guys, people like us, in more financial and socially powerful positions, speaking out against it. But the propaganda has been so strong against it. They're like they don't want to listen to the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's um, one of the things I, I made this post. I think it was like last year. I was like, if your favorite people, like the celebrities and the people you look up to, aren't talking about these current events in an honest way, they're sellouts. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know, like, so many people that have, like, literally jeopardized their entire career to just be like, can we ask this question? Yeah. Like, like, like the Aaron Rodgers of the world. They're yeah. like, all of those people where they're like, hey, how about this? And yeah. it's like, no. Yeah. They, they just get condemned and shot down instantly. They get lit up by the bots on Twitter. Or the former bots on Twitter. Yeah. Now that Elon Musk is taking it over. There's no more bots now. There's no more bots. But, um, but yeah, but that, uh, anyways, this book, Ordinary Men, that's where I was going. Yeah, on. that's where you're going. This book, yeah. Ordinary Men, it talks about how, like, people were, like, these average cops, and they get brought in, and it's, like, step by step, like, uh, like, uh, one of the guy's stories is, like, okay, first they, they had to, like, witness someone murdering someone. And then, like, uh, obviously a Jew. And and he's, like, going home. And they, like, describe, like, he's, like, going home. And these are, like, real accounts. Like, he's, like, going home, throwing up, vomiting, like, sick to his stomach. Like, telling his wife he's going to fucking kill himself, like, because he's seeing his comrades do all this shit. And then the next time, it's, like, one of his friends does it. And then the next time, it's, like, his boss is basically saying, like, look, if you don't do this, this is how your women are going to be treated. Like, if this, if you don't do this, this is going to be done to your family. Like, you have to start doing And then it's, like, one step further, one step further, one step further until this guy's literally pulling the trigger himself. And then telling other people to pull the trigger. Yeah. It's a fucking insane book, dude. It's absolutely fucked. I'll have to check that and, out. Dude, it will literally...
literally depress you because it's like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not even joking. What the fuck? I'm not even yeah. joking you because you start to realize like all of these people that, you know, the, the people that we're looking at, like say like the people that control the media or the people that are reacting to the media differently than us. Like you start to see yourself like in them. You're like, holy shit. Like these are people that are literally just because there's times that I've made decisions that I look back on and I'm like, I fucking regret that. Yeah. And I like that's I, being human, man. We yeah. all have we all do that. Yeah. And I like I one of the things I always ask myself, like, was I being proactive or reactive? Like, was I being reactive to my environment? And then I'm like, OK, was I reacting to a trigger? Like, was this like because of a past trauma that I have? Like, is this and I start to ask all these questions about my own behavior. And it's like, dude, 90 percent of the time we're either acting out of like it's basically yeah, actually 100% of the time. We're either acting out of confidence or terror. Like, yeah. we're either fucking scared or we're like, okay, we're confident. Mm-hmm. And I've been asking myself, like, how do I feel more confident then? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I how do, do I? I do. And it's like, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, give me a time out. I got to use the washroom real quick. Yeah, and I no. have a very fascinating concept to that'll relay. Out. We're back from our washroom Back break. from our washroom break. <laughs> um, have you ever, uh, are you in a Scientology at all? I've heard of it, and I know a little bit about it. The only thing I know about it is a lot of the donating money stuff. That's all I really right. know. Okay, That's all I really yeah. know. Scientologists about. Uh, are very generous. They love to donate to their charities. Um, uh, what I was gonna go off of, you talked about like the reactive mind. So there's a book called Dianetics, written by L. Ron Hubbard, who's the founder, who's the founder of Scientology, and it talks about the reactive mind and how you're during trauma responses, your, your body records information. And then later on that can cause like outlandish reactions, behaviors, whatever it may be. And I'll give you an example here. So, uh, there's a woman, um, and this is a, a visual they actually give in their video. If I'm remembering the visual, <clears throat> I haven't watched it in a while. I need to listen to the audio program while I'm harping here about it. But, uh, this woman is a, is a server. And uh, she's carrying a glass full of trays, and somehow she like hit her head, or she fell, hit her head, knocked unconscious. So obviously, that's a very traumatic experience, a traumatic brain injury. The body's recording these reactions. So now, from the glasses breaking, now whenever she hears glasses breaking, back fast forward six months, one year, whatever it is, and every time she hears a glass break, she gets like a headache. But she can't relate the two. The glass could just break, and then she's like, oh, I got, I got a headache all of a sudden. If you had a headache from the concussion, your mind associated that with, gl- with the sound of glass breaking because she dropped the glasses while she was serving. So now every time glass breaks, she's like, oh, I got a headache. So now she's like, whatever the behaviors that stem off of that. But the initial is that's, that's the reactive mind. That's how the mind reacted. So Dianetics taps into that. And then what uh, a big, like, Scientology is uh, a big thing, but what they have, this thing is, co- they call it auditing. So uh, auditing helps break through trauma responses like that. And uh, basically what they do is I haven't done any auditing yet, and I want to, and all my favorite humans that I'm surrounded with in life have done a form of auditing. But what they do is uh, they have this machine, and uh, um, my lady actually has done quite a bit of auditing. Um, she hooked me up to this machine to test it. So you put your, uh, you, you grab these two like metal prods and what they do is they detect like uh, electro, electric magnetic like pulses. What happens is then she pinched me and then it has this radar that reads stress response. Hmm. So that's how it works. So I've seen how it works. So what they do when they're auditing is they sit you down 
Wow. Isn't that how like lie detectors work? I don't know actually. Sorry, onward. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Someone, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good concept. Someone I don't know. Google that and get back to it. Yeah, let us know. Maury, shout out to the Maury Show, man. Some childhood memories. That shit was hilarious. Uh, anyways, um, so you're, you're hooked up to this machine. You have like an auditor, and uh, you work through like past trauma uh, experiences. And what it does, they ask you questions. They ask you questions in relation to whatever trauma you're trying to get over. The the radar goes off, and then they ask you more questions. So it's eventually like really advanced counseling, but they make you work your way through it. Mm. They're not like they're not like some like uh, cookie cutter shrink from some Ivy League school where they like then try and direct you on what you should do in your life because that can be fucking horrible advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they do is the, uh, the auditing with Scientology, they make you talk your way through it, and they, they make you work through it. It's really a wonderful process, man. But to the back to how we could brought this up, The Reactive Mind. Yeah, the book of Dianetics, L. Ron Hubbard. Check it out, man. It's fucking fascinating. I will, I will. I've, uh, we're learning all the secrets now. But, uh, dude, it's funny you bring that up, because even there's, like... Um, that just that process of auditing is literally like how I've been trying to work through like even past traumas that I've dealt with recently, like just by literally writing these things out like, uh, and dude, ever since I quit smoking weed, dude, I've had the craziest fucking dreams ever. And one of the dreams that I had was literally about like part of my childhood. And I was like, Whoa, what the fuck? Sick. It's like part of like memories that I don't even really remember that I had. But like when I write down these things afterwards, when I w- when I wake up, it's like, um, and yeah, I don't even really remember if this is a memory that I had or I. Ma- it's like an implanted memory, or like I'm just thinking about this thing from like maybe my perception of childhood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like, why is this here? You know, like why yeah. is that in my brain, man? And uh, even like I'd go as far to say like that even relates to I. I just had a firefighter on. Uh, on the podcast who's telling me about like kind of some of the trauma that he's gone through and we didn't really go dig too too much into like the traumatic events but one of the processes that he did was uh ketamine therapy interesting and and going through like a guided ketamine experience where he's like put on ketamine and and it's like kind of like to a psychedelic point and then someone's sitting there asking him questions about certain things and you know there's other things that come up where when your ego is obliterated by psychedelics, like anything that's happening like that, you start to give answers that you wouldn't normally give because right. you don't care. Like there's like, uh, you know, that that uh, facade or that mask that we wear socially that where it's like uh, you're not concerned about what this person thinks of you anymore. Like you right. start to actually answer the questions very honestly, like you would never have answered them sober or that's my understanding of how the therapy works. I'm probably right. butchering it completely, but it's it relates exactly to what you're saying to yeah. me at least i was just gonna say i didn't know this is actually the first of me hearing about ketamine therapy a very a very interesting but i'm a big advocate for psilocybin therapy yeah psilocybin yeah um magic mushrooms man um and mushrooms have been like i don't know about ketamine ketamine's relatively new as far as i know I yeah think. i think I the, dude it's uh, all these things have barely been studied in north america because half this shit's illegal but i think ketamine therapy has just been like the fucking horse horse tranquilizer right but what's yeah, it derived yeah. from i couldn't tell you yeah I, and mushrooms person. like mushrooms are more organic compound like it's from a, 
magic mushrooms it's in the fucking name it's from uh, a mushroom yeah um so it's more naturally grown albeit it's grown in like i think poo shit i yeah. think cow yeah yeah, shit, yeah, I yeah think. cow yeah, yeah. shit yeah i think but nonetheless um you get a more organic compound and i really i'm a big advocate for that because obviously it can work i've used it myself yeah i've had a few experiences myself yeah. man half of like some some of the concussions and the and the uh brain injuries uh i've achieved or achieved, achieved. <laughs> i've achieved through mixed martial arts yeah. that i've accumulated through mixed martial arts uh and i've done that like uh there's obviously there's there's better and uh or there's other, I don't know about better, but there's there's great there's great systems out there for recovering from traumatic brain injuries. But I did feel uh, a great boost um, from magic mushrooms myself. Yes, and a, another example I will bring up, and I was just watching this. He did a, a thing with a doctor the other day, and I'm not going to remember the doctor's name or the hockey player's name. <clears throat> I think but I know exactly who you're talking about. He played like played for the Chicago Blackhawks. One, two chips, three. Three, three chips. Cups. He won three chips, had uh, seven traumatic brain injuries. Danny. Retired in 2015. Danny Carcillo, I think. His Danny name Carcillo. Is. I'm going to grab my phone and look I'm it nine, up right now. I'm you can. Sure. You yeah, can. Yeah. My phone's recording this, so True. you can. Actually, I have my computer in front of me, but I'm 99% sure you're talking about Danny Carcillo. He was a player for the Blackhawks. And the only reason I remember that is because I used to be a huge Chicago Blackhawks fan when I used to watch sports. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Dude, yeah, he's been the subject of uh, CTE. That's him. Yeah, yes. that's him. Donnie yes, Carcillo. Dude. Yeah, Shannon, Donnie Carcillo, man, you're a fucking beauty. Yeah, that but guy would thump dudes out playing hockey, man. Oh, yeah. Thumping dudes out. Oh, yeah. What a hard motherfucker, but man. But, bro, Sick. talk about concussions. He in, There's this interview, and I literally, you know, it's like comes up in my Facebook memories because I've shared it so many times. Yeah. And every year, I literally just shared it like a couple, like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The, the exact video I think you're probably talking about, yeah. where he says in the video, he says, um, I don't even remember winning the Stanley Cup, and I've done it three times. That's crazy. Yeah, because he retired early. What was it? He t- in 2015. I think so, Right? Yeah. yeah, 2015, 2019. And this guy has wonderful children. He has, uh, by his account, he has a beautiful wife. He has a nice car. He has a nice house. And he has fucking three Stanley Cup titles. This guy was going to kill himself, bro. Dude, he doesn't even remember. Like, could you imagine if you, if I was sitting here telling you, like, bro, you've been in, you said 19 professional fights, like, whatever yeah. it was, and uh, and you're like, I don't even remember doing don't, that. No clue. No idea. It's fucking insane. And then he tried everything in the book, short of, I don't think he tried stem cells. I'm a big advocate for stem cells, too, but that's another conversation we can get into or continue on with. But um, what his is, in 2019, he tried his first dose of magic mushrooms with a shaman. He did five grams, which is a little closer to a heroic dose. After his first five grams, he saw significant concussion. And for those that don't know, this guy tried literally everything in the books, down to therapies that I can't even remember the names for. Think about think about which money this guy had. He's going to all the institutes in the United States, which has some really great medical care and nothing's working. And you got to think like the NHL is trying to cover their ass too. Like yeah, hundred percent. They're, like, they're paying for half this shit because they don't sure want they are, man. Yeah, Fuck you, no, of course you don't. It's terrible for business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's dramatic. It's detrimental to business. No, you don't want that at all. Um, nothing worked. This guy does five grams of magic mushrooms. Gets on a, uh, a microdosing protocol. After that, he's good. It's literally good now. Like you mean memories back, everything? Or like what do you mean by he's good? He's good. Like he doesn't. Gotta like say, he, by the way, not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm definitely not a doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but onward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, he. So post concussion, post concussion, 
post-concussion symptoms. Oh, my God. It took me three times to get that out. My bad. Um, but so he had severe brain fog, light sensitivity, uh, motion sickness, headaches, nausea, nonstop for four years. Nothing yeah. worked. Nothing made it worse. And then, obviously, his, his hormones are off. Like, we want to get down to the science of all. Like, his free testosterone was, like, way out of whack. Everything was bad. No matter what the doctors tried, it just wasn't working for him. So he went to the shaman, he did his five gram dose, and he saw a severe reduction in symptoms right away and then followed it up for the next, I think he said six months, if I remember correctly. Uh, for the next six months, he was on a microdosing protocol. So for those that don't know, a microdose is a, uh, it's like generally I find it's like 0.2 of a gram, but it's a little dose of uh, psilocybin that you take that doesn't give you the psychedelic effects. That would, like, say, a more heroic dose, like a five-gram dose. Um, and all his concussion symptoms subsided. That's nuts, Within man. six months. I've had um, shout-outs. We're doing a couple shout-outs this week. But uh, shout-outs to Patrick Koo. He's been on the podcast before as well. He's one of the smartest guys I know. He's a kinesiologist. He lives in Richmond here. And uh, he helped me rehab my foot when I uh, fractured my heel. Okay. But he, um, him and I bond over concussions because right. we've had so many together. And he's going through hell right now, kind of uh, rehabbing his last concussion to the point where, like, he says uh, walking hurts because, like, the yeah. impact of, right. like, just walking the vibration, the brain. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he he is huge into studying, uh, like, MAPS, like the medical application. I can't remember what MAPS stands for, but he would definitely be laughing at me right now for bringing this up yeah. without even knowing that. But... Um, basically the study of psychedelics and how they actually help us out in a medical way. Right. He, um, yeah, he introduced me to kind of, uh, different ideas of, and, and I don't condone taking drugs people, but he introduced me to different ideas of like microdosing LSD, microdosing mushrooms. Like I was wondering, do you think, um, do you think, uh, like acid or LSD might have similar impacts that way? Because I've never, I've only ever done mushrooms. Like I'd say like, three or four times and uh two of them were like camping out in the woods kind of right. like recreational yeah, yeah and then two of them were with like close friends were sitting there and like i had it, like immaculate results like mm -hmm. it was like it was one of the experiences that helped me get out of a toxic relationship i was in <coughs> excuse me it helped me quit smoking cigarettes like i remember the day that i did this massive dose i i didn't smoke a cigarette the entire day and I was like smoking a pack a day at the point. God damn. And I didn't smoke a cigarette the entire day. I didn't have the urge to. I didn't even feel like. And then I remember when I sobered up, I was like, wow, I can't believe like I didn't even have the urge like at all. And then after that, like I've obviously smoked cigarettes here and there since. But um, since then, like there was never like the habit of doing it. Yeah, you know, like great. it's like that was the day there was like the addiction was just gone. That That specific addiction for me. Uh, obviously I fell back into doing other addictions like smoking weed and shit, but the, um, I'm wondering, cause I've never done acid to that point. I've only ever done microdose of LSD and it's, um, kind of just through education through my, like a, a buddy of mine. And, uh, I'm wondering, do you think that LSD or these other psychedelic like, uh, properties or drugs might have the same benefits as mushrooms or like, so kind of what's your take from on what that? I've seen online, uh, like uh, medically written papers behind it. I, I believe that they can. I personally have uh, no experience with LSD or acid or have really dived into the study of it much. <clears throat> but I've heard uh, from people, I have a, actually a teammate of mine 
who did a, a like a bunch of boxing when he was a teenager and then same had a bunch of concussions had a severe severe uh, t- uh, traumatic brain injury from boxing and by the time he was 19 he had migraines every day for like hours on every day and so what he does um, and this is again this is not medical information which I can't believe we need to have a, a, a discretion about that but to be honest i just kind of find it funny to say that i know I yeah really it's like kind of like, it yeah, yeah. like not a doctor yeah um he uses uh, acid lsd and acid are they the same fucking thing in my eyes i don't know if there's a difference I but i just either. say like yeah. they're synonymous yeah uh so he uses it once a month and he has like no a big dose or like a I don't microdose know. I, don't know. I never asked him he just told me that I guess there would be dose of acid. I never thought about that concept. Sorry, a little off top of it. Like little tabs. Like the thing is, like one of the times I did it, like I took like a quarter of a tab. Right. And I don't know what the dosage was or anything like that, but I just ran a marathon, literally. Not not Wild. even fucking joking you. Like 42 kilometers, I tracked it on my phone. Holy shit. And I fucking ran a marathon. It took me like five and a half hours. Like, So that's crazy. Yeah, I, don't, I imagine the application could be there, especially from, I mean, there's, testifying accounts from people that it does work but ultimately uh and i'm going to speak to the side of the coin here consuming any foreign substance that alters your state of consciousness is not good Mm -hmm. right really at all and you look at you ever heard dr joe dispenza yeah yeah and he talks about like he's one of the reasons why i want to quit smoking weed yeah he he talks about how like you can achieve all that on your own Mm -hmm. you don't need like through meditation and healthy practices and stuff so I think we need to to hit that point for like for the benefits of it all. But obviously, when we're talking like uh, back to like a case like like Danny went through, he needed something a little more to help pull himself out of that. Um, but yeah, so I believe responsibly, very responsibly, um, it can be applied to people very well. But like with anything. Um, too much of anything or uh, abuse of anything is bad. They can literally drink too much water and die. So I think people are inclined to hear uh, about the benefits of this and then they're just going to like go and abuse it, mm-hmm. which I don't advocate for. Yeah, no. Even the other day when I was having my little mental breakdown, I made, I was like sitting with my girlfriend and my dad. I'm like, I think I need a shroom trip, man. And my girlfriend's like, I think that's the last thing you need right now. Yeah. Like, your biggest <laughs> problem is escaping reality. Yeah. Like, you need to fucking live in reality for a little while, man. Yeah. Like, so like that's, yeah, I agree with you completely. Like it's, um, there's so many things like even with like my concussion symptoms, like I've had, I think I'm at like six concussions now and I'm at the point. The bad of, ones? I wouldn't say bad ones, but right. like, yeah, knocking my head on concrete kind of thing right. or, you know, those types. Of, even like I had one of them was like car accident, airbag. Knocked me yeah. out. Oh and shit! Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty bad. If you lose consciousness, that's 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 generally a pretty bad one. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's been a couple of them where I've yeah lost consciousness. Even like, dude, I've had like I get these weird panic attacks. I've only had probably like two or three of them, where I'll literally just lose consciousness and I'll just drop, and I'll like smack my head on the ground kind of thing. And um, I'd say for me, like, because I've here I talking to my buddy Patrick or talking to like other people that have had like uh, concussions, I feel like everyone gets different symptoms from them. I think they do. Yeah. Like for me, my biggest thing is memory loss. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have the whole thing. Like I can run no problem. I have no fucking issues with impact. I have no problem with that. Like uh, playing sports or anything like that, that I haven't had those physical side effects of like concussions. For me, it's always like mental things. Like I get like, 
like you could bring up a time like be remember the first time we met and i'd be like bro i thought this was the first time. yeah yeah. you know what i mean and i'd be like fucking start panicking and anxious and i'm like what the fuck don't i remember you know like and i get in these weird loopholes in my brain and like for me that's how it impacts me Mm -hmm. but like i have you had like the more like the physical stuff mine's the the physical mine's the physical so like uh brain fog and like sensitivity to vibrations is the ones that i've noticed the most brain fog for sure yeah, yeah I brain fog's that. fucking whack bro that shit's annoying shit to deal with you know, it's uh interesting Again, another reason why i wanted to quit smoking weed <laughs> man another thing that this is a a lot of these are trauma responses again this re- leads back to the reactive mind with the scientology thing i talked about uh this this is literally this is the reactive mind working your body records these these uh and I and I know because once I started my working my way through it, and I, like I said, I need to do more audio to get my way through it. But I thought about it. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> there's no reason I should be like uh, like reacting. So like after like my first, I've had one pretty bad concussion. I didn't lose consciousness or anything, but I remember for like it took me like two months to get over it. Um, and I remember like the brain fog was hard, sensitivity light and all stuff for like five days. I ended up staying home for a couple of days. Let um, me know if these lights bother you. No, 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 it's good. No, I'm good now. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm totally good. Um, but I noticed then in the future, like, uh, like a couple months later, like I think, uh, I was like, uh, sparring with a client or something like that. And like one of one shot came through and ripped and my instant reaction was like, I was like, Oh, what if I get a concussion from that? And then I noticed these onset of symptoms it was like reactive like i started thinking about like that's probably a concussion meanwhile then say i think it was about three months later i was rolling with a buddy and uh i was going for just like a like a like a leg entry and this fucking dude fell on top of me right on my head like his whole body fell right on my head but i didn't because i was doing jujitsu and i didn't give it the same thought i was like i didn't reckon i didn't think of it as the same as like getting punched during like kickboxing i thought of it as something different i had no concussion symptoms from it which was a way harder impact than the shot before. So I'm not like discrediting the uh, the biological effects of what happens when you actually get a concussion, but I am crediting or discrediting, crediting or discrediting, whatever the reactive mind that when you when you record these trauma responses, you're more likely to fall back on these things, these 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 natural reactions because it's like what your your mind has been programmed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember even thinking, like, it's it's crazy you bring that up because I think about all the times, like, as a kid, like, you riding a bike with no helmet on or whatever it is, and you just fucking fall and smash your head. No problem. You just get back up. Easy. Shake it off. So malleable. Fucking nothing. Yeah. And then there's other times, like I said, like, I got in a car accident a couple years ago. Airbag went off, and I remember literally... I don't even remember the impact. I remember driving, and then the next thing I remember is my literal ringing in my ears... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And sakes. someone banging on my window being like, are you okay? And I'm like, are you okay? Like, I didn't know what <laughs> yeah. was going on. I don't like, know, bro. Like, I don't fucking am know. Am I okay? Like, yeah. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah. And I'm like looking around in the dust from the airbag. I don't know if you've ever been hit by an airbag, man, but it's... Fuck no. Yeah, it's fucking and, uh, brutal. I don't I don't plan on that. Yeah. I don't plan on that But like all. the dust... I will not manifest that into the universe. I'm going to have this on recording right now. I'm not going to be in a car accident yeah. with my airbag going off ever in my life. Bro, it's... Uh, it's nuts. Like I like I got hit by the thing coming out of my steering wheel, and uh, the smell of like the fucking 
chemicals. Ew. It, like the fucking powder is still going off. I like literally was like so dazed. And what like I literally remember just driving and then the next second someone's banging on my window being like, Are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, What the fuck just happened? Yeah. I get I'm happy a, you're alive, bro. Dude, I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. I'm very happy that you something more severe didn't come out of this oh, dude. unfortunate incident. I dude, I um I think we all kind of have like a guardian angel that way. Like I've got a buddy that says like, he's like, uh, and it's annoying to fucking hear sometimes, but he's like, everything's always working out for you, man. Like that's what he always says yeah. to anything that like you come to him with a problem. He's like, dude, I know that sucks, but uh, it's okay because everything's always working out for you. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, dude, you woke up today. Yeah. Like literally everything's always yeah. working out for you. hundred percent. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. Every day is a blessing. Dude. And it's, um. Yeah, I'm sure like everyone's had kind of like experiences like that. Like uh I wouldn't even say that it was a near death experience, but it was like Yeah, it was like one of those things where it's like what the fuck? Yeah. And uh talk about brain fog, man, like memory loss. Like that's kind of one of those things where I guess that's kind of the scariest thing for me is like looking back and being like I don't remember what happened. Mm. Like I literally don't even remember what happened. Yeah. And it's mm. uh yeah, dude, that's the most fucked up thing about concussions in uh, my th- eyes. A thing is too, like, uh, there is a lot of technology out there that like the average doctor like doesn't promote. So like after my last major one, <clears throat> I went to just like a regular doctor because yeah, I had I had onset onset symptoms basically like six CT? hours later. Basically, no, no, not CT. Uh, basically, like six hours after the initial point of contact, I was like, so I did sparring in the morning. Uh, I went about my whole day, like I had physio, I've I trained like seven clients. I was sitting there eating my dinner, waiting for my next uh, client. And then all of a sudden I fucking got real dizzy and like, I fucking kind of like, sorry, dip from the mic there for yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of like fell and like hit the desk and I was like, what the fuck? And then like the lights were going off and then I, like, I kind of clued in right away. I was like, oh fuck, I have a concussion. What the fuck? I was like, from when? I was like, oh, it must have happened this morning. That's kind of stupid. So then I went to, I was like, whatever. I was like, I better go to the hospital to make sure just to get checked out. I knew these fucking silly bastards weren't going to fucking do anything productive for me anyways, but I went because uh, it would, it would, it made my lady feel better. So I want to make her feel better. And it's always good to get like a, a professional, I, I, I quote unquote professional here, <laughs> opinion. So I go there, they fucking run the light, the test and the stuff. They're like, yeah, we don't think you have a brain bleed. Uh, go home. I'm like, what should I do? They're like, yeah, avoid light. Uh, uh, you spend less time on your phone screen. Not mentions. Then I went and saw my naturopath, Shadow Jam Kaleda, Integrative Naturopathic Clinic. Fuck, this guy's a wizard, bro. Anyways, I go there and he gets me on like NAC. Do you know what NAC is? No. NAC. Yeah. So NAC is a supplement and it has a bunch of benefits. But what it does is NAQ? Is that NAC? Oh, okay. NAC. Um, What it does is uh, one of the things it does is helps clear mucus out of your, uh, out of your like, I forget the, the, the scientific biological term, but out of your airways. So you take NAC and it allows oxygen to run more freely through your body, which is obviously oxygenating the brain is very important in recovering concussions. I don't know if they told you that either. No. No. I, dude, the thing is, I've never even gone in to go see anybody. I've, I'm a fucking idiot that way. Oh, well, whatever. It is Total what it is. So, and then uh, you already know about turmeric. Yeah, yeah. Turmeric yeah. and a curcumin. So he had me on 5,000 milligrams of turmeric a day to help uh, fight the inflammation. And then he had... Uh, 10,000 milligrams, mils, mils of omega-3s a day. 
Okay. Which is a massive dose. Yeah. But not once. Did you say 10,000? 10, 10,000. Of omega-3s. 10,000 of omega-3s. Yeah. I think I, and then, uh, I, I don't even use omega-3s. I was anymore, on this other supplement, which is like an antioxidant. It's called uh, like uh, L-glutathione. Yeah. L-glutathione. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and not once was this mentioned when I was at the hospital. These guys who deal with direct trauma response, and that's not a knock to them, although it is at the same time. It's kind of a backhanded fucking thing. But... It's a testament to the that medical formation is very outdated. It's very cookie cutter. Well, that's it, because there's no prescription for those things. Yeah, but there is though. <laughs> there's no like patent. I had to go pay. I had to. I went to Whole Foods. Yeah. I had to go to Whole Foods to yeah, spend the fucking money. But it's like over the counter. Like you can just buy those from like you know you can go to Walmart. Like I'm saying what what I'm saying is they can't write you a prescription yeah, yeah, yeah. and then go to back a to pharmacy. the pharmaceutical exactly. thing. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But America's owned by like 12 companies anyway, so whether I go buy it's go the money's going back some way or another. Mm-hmm. But uh what was I what was my uh just that these doctors just that the, the doctors don't have it. Yeah, and that so this this information is just not ri- readily accessible. They're just like go home and rest. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like you, you rest is a very key, but there's a lot of other components that need to be brought in. Oh, bro. to help nurture the brain back from this uh, traumatic injury, and the and the the information's not there. Just about nutrition, man. Like I remember, like when I was in ki- when I was a kid, I got diagnosed with like ADHD. I think at like fucking eight years old. Like I was one of those kids that's like hyperactive, bouncing off the walls. Every kid's like down. that, man. Dude, and well, and you look at the diet we were eating like i remember like oh i God, so like bad. fucking sugary cereals fucking pop tarts for breakfast i'm so happy we were poor and couldn't really afford that stuff but do you know what i mean like but bro, i do i do yeah in yeah. the last year i like have never been able to focus like i can now and it's like well what am i eating i fucking literally only eat for the most part like obviously i have cheat meals here and there of course we all but, have cheat meals but like i'm a big foodie you follow me on instagram you will check out my epic cheat meals they're fucking fuck awesome bro i'll show you a bunch of sick restaurants in richmond oh bro me. i'm in sign me but, up but um my ba- my basic meals like consist of like fatty meats eggs steak and like fruit that's pretty much it yeah man and it's it's animal based diet bro dude 100% animal based diet and, and fruit yeah I love of course fruit. you got to have fruit yeah. love fruit. fruit i think fruit fruit is technically part of the animal based diet yeah, I call it carnivore-ish. Yeah, That's yeah, what I call carnivore-ish. it. Carnivore-ish. But, um, dude, ever since I started, uh, and I could talk about my gut problems and, like, in terms of, like, vegetables, different vegetables that fuck with me, but I'm just talking specifically about, like, the sugary fucking carbs that we eat, like bread, pasta, fucking all that garbage. Retarded. Bro, in terms of clearing up brain fog and my ADHD symptoms, like, bro, there was doctors prescribing me with, like, all these different things in terms of like anti-anxiety and anti-ADHD medication. Like I could fucking go through a list of prescriptions I've been through. And it's like, since I've cut out all of these garbage carbs and having like sugar in my fucking system all the time, that isn't fruit. Mm. It's like, man, all of these symptoms start going away. And it's Mm. like, why didn't they tell me to just stop eating garbage? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Like people are so ready to praise the fucking medical industry, which obviously has a lot of great, corners to it obviously dude i'm getting surgery on on like uh on my face in a couple months like i i've got a fucking issue in my nose right now because my septum's fucked from being an idiot but i um dude i love the medical like industry for that i love the way of course we do surgeries progressed a lot as as a as a species um the medical industry has a lot of great innovations to it saves a lot of lives does a lot but baseline there's a lot of holes into it still yeah that's what i'm trying to say is like in terms of like just nutrition, like you talk to a naturopath and and uh, 
Dude, if you met my girl and talked to her about that, she sees a naturopath like literally, I think once a month nice. at least. Hell yeah. Because uh, of c- certain like uh, problems that she's been dealing with in her health. And it's like, man, the uh, the amount that they're willing to help you and the lengths that they'll go to of like, I remember even just like my first, the, the first positive experience I had in terms of like depression and anxiety was like the doctor that sat me down and he was like, I, I literally said to him, I'm like, if you start prescribing me a medication, I'm fucking walking out of this office. Like, it's not happening. And he's like, what kind of books do you read? Like, what kind of food do you have? Like, what's your exercise like? What's your relationship with your parents? Like, like we sat there for like two hours and he's just asking me all these questions. And I'm like, you're my doctor, man. Yeah, like, this is the my fucking guy. Man. Yeah. This is my guy. Hell yeah. And it's like, he was, he was in a hospital. Like, that's where I was with my mental health, you know? And it's like, I'm not trying to say that all doctors are fucked. I'm just no, saying, of course like, not. No, some of them, most of them that I came across were like. There's not a lot well, that are willing to ask all, these like, questions. Been run through these same cookie cutter uh, uh, institutions, and they're all just like brainwashed to think the same way. And the and the the system hasn't ch- like changed a whole lot. So all these guys, and God bless them, because clearly they they take the strenuous path of becoming a doctor, which is not hard taking all those classes, all that education or not. Yeah. Sorry. Fuck my bad. Not easy. It's very hard. It is yeah. not easy. My apologies. I couldn't sit through those um, classes, man. There's a fuck reason I'm no, a college dude, dropout. Couldn't do it, man. No, couldn't do it. No, absolutely not. Um, with the idea that they want to save lives, they mm-hmm. want to, they want to, and, and, and God bless them for doing so. But unfortunately, lots of the time that's not, what they're adequately trained to do yeah well and it's like um if you want to jump down the rabbit hole it's like well who's like uh kind of making the curriculum that they're studying right yeah yeah that's kind of where i've been thinking about recently and well the shit the shit's outdated man like uh and then so one one thing that i want to touch on like uh, as an example of like how the curriculum's outdated so i forget what this doctor's name but he was a racist piece of shit um and he would perform like uh, medical tests or theories or whatever you want to call it on a- uh, African-American women, like way back in like, this was like in the 1800s. Um, I think it's no, it should be no secret. Women are supposed to not give birth laying down. It can make it a, a lot more uh, strenuous of a process most of the time. Um, but then, so he, he started having African, making African-American women give birth laying down because in his words, explicit word, don't feel pain. Wow. Um, and then obviously like, what's the purpose of getting them to lay down there? Is that just like, it's like, he's I, just I don't remember what the exact practice was um, or why, like what was the difference was. Um, but there was like this, I, I don't remember. There was a King of France. Originally, I think it came from actually this guy. This is like in the 17th century, this, uh, this, sick fuck uh who's king of france was obsessed with watching the birthing process happened what from all his like wives and concubines yeah so he kind of is like the kind of like the first recorded yeah piece of info whatever you want to call it first recorded dude of like he had an obsession with watching the birthing birthing process happen then you have this guy uh, this racist doctor whose name fucking escapes me. I have it somewhere on my Instagram. I posted about it like a week ago. 
um, saying I'll that, throw it up on the bottom of the screen yeah. here once we find it. Or women that these women don't feel pain, and then obviously in the 18th century, like general respect as a, uh, a society towards women was like way off in Western society, really fucked up. So then the practice was just like, oh, we can have less medical staff present when women are giving birth, despite their race. So oh, having them lay down. Having them lay down, life. yeah, because normally like women are supposed to give birth like generally like seated up giving birth down like this from the from my readings online so then you have like or what about like the pool thing like the water birth yeah, yeah, yeah. i've heard like i heard about dolphin birthing no yeah dolphin birthing is a crazy thing well i don't know anyways side <laughs> second but gravity helps women give birth laying down like this the baby comes out it's caught it obviously Kessler doesn't fucking fall and hit his head on the ground like that one scene in Austin Powers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just drops. Out. They ca- they catch the baby. The, there's a, a, a midwife or a, a somebody on either side of the woman helping her stay in this upright position so she can give birth and go through the process. So then this fucking piece of shit doctor was like, "Hey, we can have less medical staff present. This woman can just give birth laying down. Less of us can be be in the room." And yeah, that's that's where that came from. So now what I've heard is like hospitals do some hospitals give you the option, I think, of changing your birthing position. I don't know. My lady and I haven't had children yet. So I don't know. We will be having children at home. Uh, God, God permit us to. Um, but now I get heard they give you the option of doing it more. But, but like that's a just back. Yeah. Outdated, outdated medical information. Mm-hmm. Women should not be given birth laying down. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird to think. I I've uh, it's weird to think about, man, because you think about uh, all these different things. And dude, I was gonna make the joke of just like even like the most natural, po- like you, you hear those like things where it's like the most natural position to take a shit is not the way we do it. No, you know, not like, at all. Like man. to be squatting, feet should down. be up, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. in a, like a squatted position. Yeah, yeah. And and when you think about it, it's like kind of a similar position the way you're describing it and yeah. it kind of makes a little bit more sense because it does um i mean i think the behind the taking a shit thing it's like um there's like a fucking flag. i see that yeah it's like, yeah i do that get the fuck out of here but um just trying to get shout out to the fly in the room man yeah shout out yeah. to the fly in the room man that's our CSIS or fbi agents trying to fucking yeah. sneak mm, into the conversation yeah. but um we're we're slowly converting them one conversation yeah. at a time but I think it's like uh, for the taking a shit thing. It's like it it like straightens the your guts a bit more when you're like in that more natural position. So I mean that makes more sense as well with like childbirth. I wonder what it is like because I think with the water birth is that what it's called when you're in the pool at home kind of thing. Yeah, water birth. Yeah, they put you almost like in a fetal position, like you're on your knees. And okay. you're like kind of leaning more, which is kind of identical to like if you were to just be squatting, right. just like sideways. You know what I mean? Right. Like I feel like, um, yeah, maybe that makes sense. I'm not a huge dude. Like I, uh, I'm not even married yet. Like I have no idea on how that that stuff works. But I feel like that kind of makes more sense. Like just kind of straightening the guts out a bit more, rather than like when you're like, yeah, I don't know. I like. Uh, Maybe that's why as well, like, there's, like, that kind of increase of, like, C-sections, increase of, like, all these different kind of, uh, you hear about all these births, but I don't know. What's the mortality rate been, like, since then, in, um, in terms of childbirth? I don't actually know. I don't, I, I do not know. No. no I wonder if that's changed. I don't know. But, yo, shout out to C-sections, man. C-sections have saved a lot of lives. I actually had a, my life, man. I actually had a, <coughs> some friends of mine, uh, yeah, just I'll just leave them nameless because 
it's private information, but just recently in the last couple of weeks, they had to have a C-section because their baby was like 11 point four. 11 pounds, 4 ounces. Holy shit. It's a fucking massive baby, man. Bro. That's a big baby. So they were like, yeah, that's not happening. We're just going to perform a C-section. Dude, I knew a chick that had to have a C-section because um, her baby, I think, like, literally, I think either pissed or shit while it was still in the womb, like, mid-birth. Oh, what? And they were like, yo, we got to cut this out because you could go septic. Yeah, 100%. Like, you might die. And she's like, get it out however you need to. And they yeah, had to, like, yeah, literally course. after they get the baby out, they had to, like, sit there and clean her out because mm-hmm. it's like, you're going to go septic and die. Damn. Super fucked. So, so how we got onto this is shout out to the <laughs> shout out to the advanced medical practices and the doctors that make this happen because clearly this is a life saving medical information and practices that have been brought out. But so we're not trying to, like, dog the medical industry entirely, no, I, obviously. Yeah, the reason I brought all this up is because I think it's important to kind of uh, not take everything with a grain of salt, but to be able to s- check all resources right. without kind of condemning a certain, like, because there's people that are like, you see a naturopath? And I'm like, bro, you... There's people that don't even it? know what a naturopath is. Yeah, like, you haven't even considered it? Like, yeah. It's it's so it's so crazy how people are so willing to excuse me write off a complete like entire section of like what I would consider to be like uh, like uh, healthcare yeah. like you know you like and it's so funny because I make jokes all the time like I made a reel where it's like you eat like shit you don't exercise you hang out with toxic fucking people you watch porn all the time you fucking get high all the time you work a job you hate like all these different factors whatever it could be. You literally treat yourself like shit, and you wonder why you're fucking depressed and shit. Yeah, like you feel sick. like shit all the time. All the time. And sick. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like, man, we completely write off all these different things that literally have direct impacts on how we feel. Yeah, it's fucking insane. It's crazy, man. Damn. Yeah, people are so ready to write off naturopaths too. That's crazy. I feel like that's a little less these days. But they still are. That's because they're suffering more. So <laughs> they're like they're, they're desperate. They're like, please help. Yeah. So they well, like that same person who'll discredit a naturopath. So say they they go to a naturopath when they're forty, and they're like, hey man, how can I avoid getting cancer? If they were to open up their mind and go see a naturopath, and the the naturopath would be like, hey, yeah, man, just eat less sugar, stay away from refined sugars, man, don't eat that shit. Yeah. Your your cancer cells can't grow without it. Sick, easy solution, right? But they don't because yeah. they're arrogant or whatever. To, they're arrogant to, the, to, to that idea. Well, when they see like commercials. Then they're 60. And they go into the grocery store and they're like, why would they carry it if this is cancer caused? <sighs> you know, like, stupid. Then they're 60. Uh, then they get cancer. They go to a regular doctor and they're like, he's like, hey, take chemo. Take the seven hundred dollar. I think it's even more in the states. It's seven hundred bucks in Canada. I'm pretty sure, right? I have no idea. I think it's seven hundred dollars. Take this chemical, pump it into your body to kill the cancer that's in there, and they just like jump on it right away mm-hmm. because they're faced with the negative scenario. And I got like chemo's, despite chemo's very low uh, success rate of two percent, or I think it's under two percent. It has saved lives. I think it's different for different cancers, but you're probably right. So yeah, um, but for whatever reason. They just will be like, yeah, go see a naturopath, man. Go see a fucking naturopath. Yeah. Don't be a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think uh, the biggest beef that I have with like a lot of things right now is like treating the symptom without actually looking into like the cause. The root cause of the issue. Yeah. And that's like where I've, 
like, dude, I failed myself for years with depression and anxiety for that exact reason. Like I was on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication. I'm not dogging medication at all. Mm-hmm. Like if you need to take that shit, like if your alternative is like. I'm dogging medication, it. by the way. I am. <laughs> I am. When it comes to mental health issues, I will dog a lot of medication. I, I'll say this, though. If, if the alternative is you offing yourself, fucking 100%. take your medication. Yo, absolutely. Take your medication. 100 fucking percent. But look into the cause. Yeah. Instead of just treating the symptom. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I look at it. Like, I think the thing, I'm going to lean back a little bit here, get a little comfortable. Um, the thing that you said earlier on uh, when we started the podcast, and I'm happy you touched on it, I'm happy you have that support around you, was I think you said your lady was like, yo, you don't got time to, to be in this funk. Like, you just essentially, like, get over it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a very important thing to do. Like, a, a I'm just stepping away for one sec to grab my charger. My laptop's going to die, but keep going. I think that's an important uh, concept to wrap our head around, too, because, like, like, mental health is, like, very serious, and we need to tackle it, and we need to find, like, the root cause so we can, like, people can actually be cured, not necessarily through just uh there needs to be lifestyle changes and you can't just pump them full of pharmaceuticals because pumping them full of pharmaceuticals has its own detrimental effects later on way down the line oh bro 100 percent. um but there needs to be like yo man you got fucking shit to do you don't have time to sit and sulk life's hard life's hard for all of us i can only i like i know the fucking struggles i i was homeless i was literally homeless I don't know if you knew that before either. I, d- I saw it on a post. Yeah, I saw it on a post. Yeah, I was, I was homeless. Uh, e- e- everyone's like faced their own hardships. It doesn't fucking matter, man. Life's hard. That's part, that's part of life. Anything in life worth doing is hard. I think we all kind of know that. That includes life itself. Life, mm-hmm. life is hard. Being broke is hard. Being rich is hard. Pick your heart. Eating healthy is hard. Being unhealthy is hard. Pick your heart. Um, so just uh, grounding that back to like the mental health thing. Like, yeah, 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 it sucks, dude, but work to make it better yeah 100 percent. sit around like i think too like we justify like oh i feel like shit so i'm just gonna stay inside and i'm gonna fucking do my quote-unquote self-care and what's your self-care oh I'm, i eat a box of pizza i drink a bottle of wine i fucking binge watch netflix and blah 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 and it's like you so kinda, there you go so you stayed indoors put harmful lock yourself stuff, in your room lock yourself in your room put didn't harmful, see people put harmful substances in your body which costs you say like I don't know pizza wine what else did you say whatever else Netflix subscription Netflix subscription so that cost you what fifty bucks sixty bucks yeah. so you stayed inside didn't make anybody didn't make any money didn't make any money you spent lost money. money you lost money spending putting these like harmful substances uh, in your body which then is going to cost you more later on like it's just like it, it's it's like almost a no brainer when you look at it from the outside like no that's stupid get out go for a walk. Go be productive, focusing on producing. Life will be just so much better. Yeah, and I think it's like also like we we say like, oh, I did these things because I was depressed. And it's like, no, you're depressed because you fucking do those things all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, have, we, you know we're coming up on like two hours here. That's crazy. Do you have any uh, any other things you want to think about or to, that you wanted to bring up? Or well, I just want to like because uh, I want to dig into the homelessness thing and I want to dig into that stuff, but I I want to dig into it in depth. Yeah, absolutely. So what? what well, what I just want to like go off here before I forget is people are so ready to be like stuck in the in the loom and gloom of everything, but then they're not like, what are you doing to fucking change it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, back to the mask issue. 
Um, I tackled the mask issue head on as I could. Like I wrote, uh, I wrote letters, physical letters to my members of parliament. I spoke out, I attended rallies. Um, I made calls, I sent out emails, uh, physical letters, as I said, I actually worked to make change. And that's just one little issue that I, uh, that I took on. I will uh, testify to those that are maybe going to jump on our ass right away. I get that masks are uh, a very small, inconvenient thing to partake. But since the topic of body anomaly, autonomy? autonomy, autonomy, yeah. Since the topic of body autonomy is so hot right now, um, that's kind of what it kind of rounds about back to is I shouldn't be forced to do that thing or I should not be forced to do that thing. You know what I mean? Um, but back to rounding it back, back around again. So people are so ready to like complain about these issues, but then they don't work to put themselves in a, a position to change it. So like, for example, like, uh, I want to feed more people cause I grew up hungry a lot. And so I am going to work my ass off. I'm going to be a fucking billionaire one day and I am going to literally feed families. That's a goal of mine. And it's very like simple. Obviously we can dive deep into all the little intricacies that go behind that, but that's a goal of mine. I'm actually going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. What are these other people willing? Like, are they actually doing it? Do you actually have a, like a goal in mind? You see what I mean? People are so ready to be loom and gloom, but they don't want to like tackle the issue head on themselves. Oh, hundred percent. They want it to be fixed by somebody else. So I think that's that's a big thing uh, that needs to change throughout society. Whatever your whatever your issue is, um, we'll like we'll say like uh, since the abortion issue is such a serious issue right now, and I don't want to. Maybe we will dive into that a little bit. But we might have to save that for episode two. Yeah, save that for episode two. But people are so like, and I get. I understand wholeheartedly why people feel so passionate about that on either side of the argument. Are you working to put yourself in a position to have direct influence on that issue as a whole? Mm -hmm. If not, that's a problem. Yeah. 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 I mean, hundred percent, dude, I, I definitely resonate with that because like I spent hours and hours and hours of my week completely unpaid right now doing this podcast because for me, my main mission was like, I felt like a lot of the time growing up, like I don't think that a lot of the circumstances I dealt with, like I was never homeless, but yet I still dealt with like depression, anxiety, all these different mental illnesses. And for me, I felt like the root of it was not being able to actually discuss what we're going through. And so like I did uh, to your point, it's like I said to myself at one point, I was like, if I'm going to stay alive, I'm going to do my very fucking best to guarantee that no one grows up feeling like they can't fucking talk about this shit. hundred percent. So that was the motivation to start a podcast. Like, and then it's like, well, what are you doing after work? I'm working on my podcast. Yeah. What are you doing after your workout? I'm working on my podcast. Like my buddy asked me the other day, he's like, yo, are you still gaming? Like we should, I'm like, dude, I wish I could, but I don't have the time anymore. Like yeah. I'm fucking, I'm sorry. Like, that's just the way it is. Like I'm, you know, I quit doing drugs. I quit drinking. I quit all these things because I need to fucking focus on this thing. Like, that's the way I look at it. Like, it's like, I can't fucking do those things anymore. Cause that was what I was doing to avoid fucking talking about my shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the way I, I fucking a hundred percent resonate with that, man. I, um, I think that's a beautiful fucking place to wrap this up. I don't know if you have any closing thoughts, anything else you want to chat about or anything like that. We could always receive it for round two. 
which I'm super fucking down for if you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm totally down for it, bro. Yeah, yeah, wherever you think, yeah. Did you have anything else you want to chat about, any topics? Because I, I did want to dive a little bit more into your backstory, but I didn't want to just lead off with that. I want to kind of get to know you first right. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, I, I think that's where we start off, maybe round two. I don't know if you have anything else. Well, we'll just put on, like, a, a we touched on a lot of topics today. Just put on a closing uh, idea here that we, like... People need to be more goal orientated and really need to like focus their energies. And, they, and that's a testament to what you have done working on this podcast. You've cut out all these negative things and people are so ready to be comfortable with the life that they have. And then before you know it, like time is a precious thing. They keep running out of time. They're wasting time on meaningless things and it doesn't like work towards their goals. So like, like uh, surrounding yourself with like more positive influence. For like, it's easy to go out every week. You, you'll definitely have some friends that want to go out every weekend, that want to drink, that want to eat, they want to hit a patio or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I think doing those things once in a while is great because everybody needs a social life. But doing that shit every other day or every weekend, that doesn't align with your goals, does it? Maybe it does. Those are some pretty whack goals, if you ask me, though. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Going to Cactus uh, Club fucking pad. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Like, uh, people need to g put their nose to the grindstone and, and really uh, accumulate their energies more into into to, to their ethics and to their goals, which is something that, as I said, you you uh, have spoken about that you've done so passionately. So, yeah, that's fucking cool, bro. Good for you, man. Dude, fuck yeah. And the one thing I was going to say as well, it's like maybe your goal isn't to fucking feed the homeless or feed the fucking feed the hungry or fucking put an end to the stigma around mental health. I don't think that like even as much as I'd love to say, I'm going to fucking make sure that nobody feels the same way that I felt. And I'm sure you're, you're, you've got the realistic understanding that you're not going to feed every fucking hungry mouth. No, of course not. But like maybe that's not your goal. Like, maybe your goal is f fucking anything, but that's what I'm saying is, like, and I think that's what you're trying, what you're saying as well is, like, go towards something. Mm -hmm. Like, go towards something that means something to you, you know? Like, don't just fucking work a fucking nine-to-five job, and that's it. No, that's us. Like, I work a nine-to-five job. Yeah. I'm not dogging that. I'm just saying, want something more. Yeah. Do something more. Yeah, yeah. Like, the cookie cutter, the, co the cookie cutter middle class idea one not only is like everything kind of like war on the middle class like including the economy itself but it's kind of like it's like a, it's kind of a, like a dead-end thing you know like working nine to five go home watch tv watch the news yeah. get sucked into the bad news gossip about the news on saturday at a barbecue with your other friends yeah sunday watch blue bloods yeah, yeah. monday go back to work Sounds fucking even horrible talking about it. How could anyone get settled into like that? Oh, it's terrible. Dude, it's yeah. It's awful, man. And it's crazy, too, because I'm sure that you, like, well, I'm, well, actually, no, because your, your schedule is probably a bit different than mine. But I was going to say, like, even my weekends, I end up doing more shit on the weekends than I do on my weekdays because it's like, oh, this is my day off. Now I can do all of the shit that all I was doing. other planning. stuff. Yeah. 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 So it's like, yeah, I know that when you're, uh, yeah, when you're an entrepreneur and you're fully, like, making money off yourself, your schedule is a little bit different. Yeah. But, like, I, I definitely have – I don't call it my 9 to 5. I call it my 7 to 3 because yeah. my hours are a bit different. Yeah. But, yeah, when I get my days off, like, even, like, a stat holiday, Saturday, Sunday, like, I haven't – I sleep less those days. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's like I'm fucking go, go, go. Working. Working. So – Because there's, like – yeah, there's a, there's a plague of average in society right now. And – uh that's, that's that's what it looks like, man. The generic like nine to five, quote unquote, uh, image there, and people get like people get stuck in that trap, man, and that sucks. 
gotta break free of the trap hell yeah fuck dude i think that's a beautiful place to wrap this up um dude thank you so much for fucking coming no, out brother. here thank, thank you, you for, for having time. me man dude thank first you for the podcast drive ever of course bro it's my pleasure it took his fucking podcast virginity yeah. today, it's like a 30 minute and you lasted too, and you lasted two hours your first time man that's fuck, record i breaking. thought it was gonna be like three hours for whatever reason fuck, i know dude. we gotta have like a second or third dude at least we we'll make it a regular thing yeah. there's uh there's very few people that make it like multiple times on here because yeah. uh, just sometimes like uh, to be honest like i have to be super down to fucking sit down and talk to someone for of two course hours. Yeah, i can't 100%. fucking fake it so yeah. i i uh i'm definitely looking forward to round two man we can definitely do that soon hell yeah brother let's Sounds fucking great. plan it right now but thank you guys so much for listening to this thank you for watching this let us know what you think if you think we're fucking idiots if you think we're completely off our rockers or out <laughs> to lunch like if you think we're crazy as fuck or if you agree with us, maybe you're uh, maybe the off chance you completely agree with us. Let us know. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I fucking love you guys. Fucking love you, bro. Love you too, bro. And, uh, Stay blessed, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Oh yeah. Oh, shout out your Instagram as well. Oh yeah, shout little out my child Instagram. Littlechild.bjj. Little, Littlechild.bjj. Yeah, Coach Mad Dog. Holler at me. Holler at your boy. Fuck yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much. Much love and peace out.